take it easy. <laughs> thank you, thank you, What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lag Switch Gaming Podcast. And no, this podcast is not endorsed any way, shape, or form by the X Syndicate or the Y Twins. And as always, my co-host. <laughs> that got a chuckle of him. As always, my co-host, this man brings more heat than an Axel Stone punch to the face. He got more swag than Adam Hunter himself with the shades. My host, my co-host, excuse me, Valcisco. What is going on, bro? What it do? What it do, man? And you know, with that introduction, you're making me feel like a commissioner, man. All bulging out my shirt right here, about to throw some some beaters down. But yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing good. You're flexing the muscle like the commissioner, trying to put up the dick beaters. <laughs> but, but as you guys probably know, this is a Streets of Four Rage review podcast. We did a preview one a little while back when it was first announced. And I really, you know, did, wasn't really going to do it. I'll keep it honest. Uh, I wasn't really going to do it because we did the preview one. And, you know, so, but I just think this game honestly deserves a review podcast because I'm gushing over this game. I don't know how you're feeling about this game, Val. How do you feel about it? Everything about this game is hitting all kinds of feelings for me from the music in the background to the aesthetics to the gameplay itself to how simple mm-hmm. it could be to new fans, but how hard and, and, and nostalgic hard not like you know oh my god things are like too hard in these games i'm talking about like when you need to grind your way through a game back in the nintendo hard so that made me feel very special bro yeah no definitely i agree with you a thousand percent and it's just like i had commented on facebook where they have put the review up or something like that it was talking about it and i was like you know what they knocked it out the park they knocked it out the park with this one because I was just going to ask you, how did you feel about it when it was first announced, you know, like, especially growing up on the series, childhood memories, playing this, you know, I was excited, but how did you feel? Were you expecting anything or did you want something or did you go um, apprehensive into it after like 10 years plus, you know, that the game hasn't been out? You know, it's been very difficult when it comes to side scrollers. Um, A lot of rehashes and new versions of side-scrollers have come out in the last 20 to 25 years, and a lot of them are hit or miss. And if you don't have that nostalgic or that that, that good old feeling about side-scrollers, you're not going to really pay attention to it. But I got to say, if you're new coming into the brand of side-scrolling beat-em-up games and you saw the the advertisement for this, I felt as a new fan, it captured the audience for new fans. And of course, for fans like us that were into this in the beginning – you know, this grabbed us by the nuts right here, man, from the music to the <laughs> fucking characters, the lineage of characters, to um, to the story itself and how simple it is to make a good game. I think that's what really lured me in. I was like, damn, this is, this is something that somebody put work into, but in a simple way, and it made everybody just feel happy. Simplicity sometimes works mm-hmm. the best. So I was already on board, man. Definitely, definitely. And I'm glad you shared that because I never really asked you your um, opinions to just when you loaded up the game for the first time, because I know when I loaded it up, like you said, at first I was already grabbed by the nuts. Like you said, we're just going to use that one. That term like she's rage Four is back. I have so many memories, you know, playing this game. And then when it was finally here, I was so excited. I won't lie to you. I haven't felt that excited for a game in such a long time in all reality. And it's for it to be 
something retro, something classic, something side scroller, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the age that we're in now, like you said. Um, how's that how's that saying? Uh less is more. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like that's why I, I feel like a lot of the problems are going on with the gaming industry because they're just focusing a lot on the graphics, they're focusing on this, they're focusing on that. And my thing is when you take it back a down a notch, less is more, you can focus on other things. And like you said, it was just so beautiful from when I turned the music on. You have the option to put the retro music on from the beginning, play with the retro. And it was just captivatingly beautiful, the graphics, everything. It was just, I gushed over immediately. I didn't even play, or I didn't even pick a character. I was just gushing and it felt so nostalgic, bro. I was like, yeah, this made me happy. It legit made me happy, bro. So I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm even excited right now talking about it, brother. <laughs> like, it's just, no, it, it is because it's just so nostalgic. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, the fact that you could do the retro music. I was going to play with the retro music, but I was like, yeah, the little new Jingle Jango retro mashup is kind of kind of cool. So yeah. No, you, you make great points right there. Oh. I think one thing that that I want to ask you, because I know we've seen a yeah. lot of different iterations of side-scroller games. I know we've been getting the remastered versions, quote-unquote, of, let's say, um, uh, the X-Men game, the Ninja Turtles game, um, uh, things of that yeah. nature. A lot of retro gaming that were side-scroller beat-em-ups, and they didn't really... <laughs> they didn't grab that nostalgia feeling like this game has with Future Rage 4. Why do you think that is? Because I think that, if I'm not mistaken, I think the company that made it was Lizard Q. Um, I may be wrong on that. Don't quote me. But I genuinely, the vibe that I get from it, I genuinely get that there were, not saying that the other companies were not gamers or whatever it is, not trying to throw shade at anybody. But the vibe that I got from the people that made this game, it's you're a gamer as me. You get what I like. You understand what we want. You obviously definitely grew up on this franchise as well as we did. Right. You get what I'm saying? got it down to a T. So for me to sit here and say that that's what I, I felt from it. Like you guys captivated captivated it to a T. This is what you guys were playing years ago. You knew what it you knew what to do with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe those other ones really didn't know what to do with it, but that's what I got from Streets of Rage 4 where they knew what to do with it. And you can definitely tell they were fans of the franchise on how they executed this game. But what are your opinions on that question? You know, uh, I think you make a great point right there, especially when you said that these um, producers or developers weren't fans of the franchise or even gamers themselves. Um, when you look at a yeah. game like Turtles from uh, Turtles in Time or even X-Men, and you look at these side-scroller mechanics, you're like, okay, this is familiar, but they really didn't tout about it or preach about it and say, hey, guys, let's get back into retro gaming. Let's get back into something that you love. It was more like a cash grab, mm-hmm. and that might have turned some people yeah. off. And then... There has been some good ones. I remember when Scott Pilgrim did his um, side scroller beat him up, and that was just perfect because yeah. it just it was relevant at the time. The movie has been out for a while. You know, they were just finishing up on the comic book, the, the novel, and I felt like it just went hand in hand with that movie. But now with Screech Rage Four, you're looking at everything from marketing, marketing behind it. You know, the systems are behind it. You know, yeah. when you look at the PlayStation, they market the hell out of this. When you look at the Xbox, they put it on their game pass as well too for free so mm-hmm. i think it was it's all about the advertising and marketing and the love for the franchise if you don't have love for a franchise the game's not to, not gonna succeed it could be a great game it's just not gonna it's not gonna stand yeah. on its own two feet did you think uh for the success that it has right now and the reason why these 
companies got behind it, like Sony and Xbox, do you think they just got behind it because they know what it is? Like, it's Streets of Rage, it's a classic. That's, you think they got a board on that for, for pushing your marketing like that so good? Maybe. I mean, I think most of the people that work in Xbox and Sony, I want to say they're all pretty much hardcore gamers like we are. I would hope so. <laughs> but I think when you look at a, a thing like Streets of Rage 4, and you're like, okay, they're doing it, and they're doing it right. <clears throat> they're not really yeah. remaking this. They're not they're not reinventing the wheel, so to speak. They're just adding more to yeah. it. And I think when you see that, and you're like, okay, this is retro gaming done right, any uh, developer or company is going to be like, you know what, we're on board for this. And I think they knew that this was going to be a hit as long as it was out there. It was going to hit a certain audience that actually still plays today, that 25, maybe all the way to even 40 demographic right there, of gamers that remember this game and having fun times playing co-op or just playing by themselves and wanted to get back into that with new features and old features mm -hmm. and just combining it into a nice little sancocho like we call it in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you know, just making it something really good and tasty. And that's what we got with Streets of Rage 4. No, I definitely agree with you. And um, they, just, they just hit it down to a T. You know, they didn't take away anything and they didn't add anything that's another thing that i felt about it that they did so good i mean they did add different things into it which we'll get into that right now but as far as for exaggerations you know what i'm saying we're like okay let's do this over the top or something like that or hey maybe let's make them drive in a car or something like that you know whatever they just kept it down to the core even to the font when the level loads up you know stage one blah blah, blah whatever so they kept it real real uh retro to the streets of rage core but i'm um, speaking about adding things uh, how do you feel about the, which we really didn't get back then, the whole juggling mechanics and juggling moves where now you could just really pull off some sweet, nice combos and things of that nature? I think, how do you think? Yeah. I think it was super welcoming, um, especially mm -hmm. when you're looking at retro gaming. There's only so much you can do with retro gaming to make you feel like, oh, okay, I've done this already, so maybe muscle memory makes me that good this game right here but this game gives you different dynamics to have fun with the juggling aspect um bouncing off mm -hmm. the walls the cars and adding combos together hell this combo system alone is just fantastic that's a welcome to to this franchise right here and i was excited about that yeah no definitely i agree the combo system is one of the things that kind of made me enjoy it even more i was like okay this is a welcome addition where sometimes even in the past, you know, you have got overwhelmed a little bit. Now it's like you have something to, you know, hold yourself down because you got an offensive special, a defensive special, and then you got your star special, mm -hmm. you know, which is tri triangle circle for whoever plays PlayStation. Uh, I don't know the Xbox one is you're the expert. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, but that was a cool added feature. And um, also the little Easter eggs, which is kind of cool because I remember when we were playing on the Twitch stream, you know, we were just like, what the fuck happened? Why are we just like going pixelated and then just jump the streets of Rage 2? And it has like that. That was pretty cool, in my opinion. Where And they don't even tell you. Like, I mean, you can go online and check them out. But I think it's just more of a fun thing where you could discover them. You get what I'm saying? Because how we discovered it yeah. out of nowhere. So I think that was pretty cool where they added the Easter eggs. How do you feel about the Easter eggs? That when it went, it went into retro gaming and it went to that, that, that original two-bit style grainy grimy the way you remember original mm -hmm. streets of rage is what you were getting right there and i just felt so nostalgic even times 10 playing that game and then going back in time to play it that way it only excited me even more and i i love the fact that this wasn't like an option that we had to pick yes or no this is something that just surprises the audience and i think a lot of times in gaming i'm not trying to complain too much because i love customization but at the same time, yeah. we have too many options as gamers. 
And because we have so many options, we kind of tend to just stick with what we're comfortable with and go on. Whereas in this game right here, this Mm -hmm. is a perfect example of saying, we're going to shake things up in a way you're probably not going to invest your time into just to do it to you. And I love that. It's it's a surprising aspect. It makes me feel nostalgic, but it also shakes me up in the the game to say, you know what? It can give me fun little surprises to wake me up so I don't get bored. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. And going along with the retro uh, style boards and stuff like that with the Easter eggs, it also has where you can unlock retro characters, you know, for those uh, people that enjoy that and they enjoy the original characters. Because, I mean, you see Axel now, he's a little chubby still, you know, he got the little beard going on with the ponytail and stuff like that. But if you prefer the Streets of Rage one, Axel, you can unlock them by lifetime um, score buildup and stuff like that. So far, I've got uh, Blaze, Adam, and Axel, how do you feel about incorporating those little pixelated characters as well, playing with them on the new graphics? I think it's a cool feature. Love it. I think it was something needed as well, too. And I love the fact that this wasn't like extra DLC that you'd need to pay for, like Mm -hmm. microtransactions. You know, when we both got this game, um, you know, we got it for because I don't. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm bowling. I'm not, I'm not people whatsoever. I'm not <laughs> whatsoever. But yes, of course, I have the Xbox too, so I have that with my Game Pass. So it kind of ooh, cheddar, cheddar cheese, cha-ching. But of course, like as much as like I have home this with me and my daughter and just go to town with this on that level, I want to yeah. hang out with my boys and I want to play Street Rage with them and crack up and have that different dynamic. So the price that we got it for what was like twenty twenty three dollars because twenty. Yeah, 23, I believe. You know, just with all the content that you're getting right there, the the downloadable character, mm-hmm. well, not downloadable, the unlockable characters, let's say. Unlockable. Um, yeah. That's something that, that's so missed these days in gaming right there. The, the, the fact that I just said downloadable is like a shame on me right there because that's yeah. what we're conditioned for. But yes, the unlockable characters, the music, the choices to do different the gr- games, the grinding, the, the battle modes, mm-hmm. the, the option to put friendly the fire. Boss rush, yes, yeah. everything right oh, there, yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah, and it's kind of sad that you said, you know, you're just so on autopilot with DLCs nowadays and it's terrible, which I feel like that has hurt gaming in a lot of ways. And the fact that you actually have a game where, okay, if you want the retro character, grind out. You know what I'm saying? Get a score of 500,000 or 5 million or whatever it is, lifetime score. You know, so it adds a lot of replay value in my opinion as well, because that was one of the things that I was asking myself. Like, I was like, okay, cool. You got the boss rush, arcade mode, whatever it is, and you can battle, you know, uh, your friends and stuff. But What's the replay value on it? You know, I asked myself that. And after seeing that, I'm like, okay, it has a lot of replay value. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it's no, it's just like hard. I was going to, I didn't know how to put the words on it, but it's just like by any stretch of imagination, just because it's a remake or the continuation from a retro game, it is not easy whatsoever. Like you guys could go check out the Twitch, uh, the Twitch stream. Val and I were doing the hardest, hmm. bro. It, it it, even on normal, it's still challenging. You get what I'm saying? And that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you think it is that we know? Because it's old school gaming. You have to get the timing down. You have to get their patterns down. I found myself doing that. You know, that's one thing we haven't really uh, done in new age gaming nowadays and stuff like that. But what do you think? We know it's coming. Like, why do we still get caught by it? You get what I'm saying? Like, when the guy comes with the kicks or the little knife man, because he still catches me at times. Like, what do you think that's about? Like, do you just get caught up or 
what do you what do you think it's about and the difficulty? Like, how'd you feel? No, about it? I I really think the biggest thing about it, and we were talking about this while we were playing as well too, is that we got to get back into that to that muscle memory again or that brain power again, remembering trends and behaviors that the AI is doing. And I think um, that's an art that's missed in video games for a long time because as we're speaking right now mostly every video game gives you like a tutorial while you're playing still. And you could be a half an hour into the game and they'll still hold your hand until the game thinks you're comfortable to make decisions like that. I think we have been spoiled in that aspect of every game that we already know how to play the game. And the game basically plays itself in a way. Whereas the retro gaming, we actually really have to, you know, just go into it a couple of times. Repetition is going to help always to figure out a strategy. And I think that's one of the biggest things right now that's missing a strategy going into the game because I could pick up, you know, a game like Kingdom Hearts 3, for example. The whole game itself, it's already telling me how to defeat my enemy. And it's yeah. holding my hand. And I understand that from some aspects. Some people do like that. But I do miss the difficulty of just trying to use my brain or wrap my head around a situation to get over a character. And maybe even not even knowing how to do it, but that lucky win, that lucky last punch that you get to finally beat a boss, yeah. that's missing so much in gaming yeah. right now. And that's just the best feeling in the world. No, I agree with you. And like I said, it's not easy by the stretch of the imagination. And it's true. It's, uh, I was going to ask you a question later down in the podcast, but now that you bring it up and you talk about the age now and days and stuff like that, do you think the generation of today would appreciate a game like this? Especially, I don't want to sit here and sound harsh, but like you said, you know, a lot of games nowadays are holding you by the hand. Like, hey, you got like a half an hour tutorial. Do you think the Gen Z people would actually sit here and consider this like, hey, and then if they find it too hard, would they still rock out with it? Or would you think they would just give up on it or give it a chance at all? I think people give it a chance. I, I like to say that as much as we give, um, make fun, give shit to Gen Z about shit like Fortnite and things of that nature, um, in their own mind, they're doing some constructive shit right there. Like, yes, I make fun of people you know, with squid guns and shit like that. <laughs> but they're building giant constructs that I could never do in that game. They have their timing pretty damn well. So I think yeah. if you brought that style back to these gamers right here, that intricate style that where they have to use their head and do things and multitask again, um, it, it could hit. It's just you have to market it right. I think one of the biggest things that have swept the, the nation for the last 10 years, and rightfully so, is Minecraft and Minecraft alone has that mm. you know that 3D Mario 64 kind of feel to it retro gaming right there while being yeah. a creator and using your mind not just for for simplistic simplistic things but you could make fucking castles and kingdoms and worlds if you wanted to it's so intricate and I think right there you know when you're looking at people like that that demographic's gonna want something harder something more difficult rather than playing Tomb Raider the remake and uh, having your hand kind of (laughs) being held throughout the whole game it's a good game but at the same time it's more on the rails than anything yeah no I agree with you because as much as I sit here and say I bash the Fortnite's I bash whatever like those battle royal type gamings but if you look at it like you said they are making these crazy constructs that i no way shape or form could do it like i love minecraft i play minecraft and by no way shape or form am i a fucking god on it you know what right. i'm saying so my bills are good to me you <laughs> get what i'm saying but then you see 
you see these people that they do these builds, just going to go like off the rails real quick. Like you see they do these builds and they recreate these worlds. Like I seen one with Harry Potter, they created Hogwarts. Um, I think another one, what was it that they created a village? I don't know if it was Game of Thrones or something like that. They legit a city with a subway system. And I'm like, you're a fucking genius. You get what I'm saying? Like, and how can you do that? I'll, yeah. Not to cut you off on that too, but you know, even if you look at games like, let's say, the Halo, the Halo series, and it's the multiplayer mm-hmm. aspect of things on the Xbox where the fans are given the right to create games and mini games. I saw fucking them doing a Quidditch game, like a Harry Potter Quidditch game on Halo Online, yeah. and it was fantastic. That's it was true. great. The little jets that they do and whatnot. <laughs> you know, it's. Mm-hmm. I think developers are not given enough credit to a lot of people. Uh, with their brain power, their skill, and the difficulty of a game, and giving them that power to overcome obstacles without holding their hands, I, I, I and, and yeah. it, it, it's hit or miss. I understand that, and our attention spans are totally different than what they were 20 years ago. Like I know a lot of times when you're looking at a game, you're kind of in it, and then you're done on to the next game. And that's the generation that we live in right now. It's kind of hard to get stuck in the game for about two years and say, "Shit, I still haven't beat this," because we don't have the time and effort yeah. these days. Oh, no, I agree with you. I think it's one of those things that changes with the trends of time because back then we had a lot more time to invest. The lifestyle wasn't as hectic as it is now. You know, everything changes with time. So I'm sure some of the games that we played and invested crazy time back then probably wouldn't have gotten the same time investment or the same love, you know, nowadays. Right. So, um, but I was going to ask you, did you ever get to see that that Gears of War tactic style? Did you, did you I did, and I really like it. Um, it's... It's something, it it's something awesome. that I'm gonna put my time into. I know I just um, I downloaded a game, not to go off track right here, but we're still talking yeah. about retro gaming in a way too. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. if you ever heard of the game Wasteland. Bro, I downloaded that the other day. Uh, I wanted to try that out because they're coming out. So with part three already came yeah. out, and it's already on the Game Pass, oh, and yeah. it gives me everything okay. that I love about strategic gaming. And you know, strategic gaming—it's a—it's a franchise where or, or style of gaming where it's more brain power than graphics all the time. And mm-hmm. now that we're in an age where we could bring graphics and that game style all together, I'm just loving things like you know, Wasteland, XCOM Two. Um, so many other games out there. Hey, farming Simulator is fucking fantastic as well, too. Little things like that really just, I don't know, but it's simple. It's retro. It gives you what you need in that game and just a little bit more of the times. I don't know, man. I just, I love games like that. No. No, I get you. And we kind of do see a trend, especially with, you know, like, let's say from, I kind of feel like it started from Resident Evil 2 and we saw 3. Now we're seeing this, and I see we're seeing a trend with this retro-style gaming because even for the mobile, it, it's still retro. Like you said, we're still sticking on the retro subject with Streets of Rage. Um, now there's a new Final Fantasy mobile game where it brings back that Final Fantasy tactics style, the Gears of War tactics. That's retro. Wasteland, retro. Um, XCOM, like you said, that's tactics style retro. You get what I'm saying? So I'm seeing a little trend now of a lot of retro games like that. And those games, like I said, uh, Wasteland, I'm going to just rant real quick. It's one of those games where it's retro and it's fucking difficult. Because at first, when I dove into it, really didn't know much. But when I was creating my characters, I was like, oh, okay. I get it now. I have to create a squad. I have to create basically the tank. I have to create this. I have to create that. And they didn't give you much points. And you have to, you know, uh, put them in the slots that you want for that type of build. 
So like, this is fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? So and then when I seen three, I was like, okay, I can get into this. But um, definitely, definitely appreciate the the retro style kind of coming back and these little retro games remade slash and stuff like that. But um, I definitely want to check that gears of um war tactics mm-hmm. style. But um, speaking about retro, speaking about what we enjoy, what we like, um, if there was one dislike about this game, Streets of Rage Four, what would it be if you had one? Hmm. Or if you have um, I can't say it right now. Um, currently, I have not beat mm-hmm. the game yet, so uh, maybe that's a good thing right there okay. because yeah, if if I were to say I, I beat this in one day, that would have been the biggest drawback to me. But I find myself where I feel like if you put it on a higher difficulty, you're gonna have some fun with this game. If you put it on the lowest difficulty, you'll probably get what you get. You know, one bad guy coming in trying to stab you and yeah. in probably 24 hours, but. <laughs> Uh, if you want to challenge, like we like challenges, you could have a decent amount of time having fun with this game, plus the special features and everything like that. So I really can't find a bad thing so far about this game. If anything, yeah. I would feel, I would say it's backwards thinking if somehow, some way mm-hmm. that they would actually put a microtransaction onto this and put DLC. Okay. Yeah, I would not like to see that in this. Honestly, that would just ruin it for me completely. So, but like you said, to piggyback off you, I have not beat the game as well. I just wanted to do this review because, like we said at the beginning, we're oozing over this game. You know, we're we're just so happy. Um, if I had one dislike, but I get it because it just wants to stick to that retro two-player style, you know, where the Super Nintendo just had some controller slides, Sega, before they added the four or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It's just online. I felt like maybe for the online co-op, they should have added, made it a four or a three. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's just me being greedy. Maybe that's just me because I want to play with all of my friends. Like you said, I want to rock out with you. I want to rock out with D and Jeremy. And I just want to go to town. You know what I'm saying? But I guess I really can't say it's a dislike, but I, it, it is one of my dislikes. But I guess they just really kept it retro style. Like, okay, it's two players and that's that, you know? So if I had a dislike, I will say this, yeah. though. I could spin that around and say that could be a positive, too, because now – you can have that shared experience with different of your buddies now. Like if you were to play with me, it's probably 10 times different than you would play <laughs> with, with Dwayne or um, Dwayne's probably 10 times different than you would play with Jeremy and whatnot. So I think that's a positive right there because you can always have a different experience while playing the game. No, I agree with you. And that's like, which was pretty fucking cool and retro. Like you said, they have three safe slots. So that's like when I was talking to you the first day, I was like, okay, so you know, I can have a safe slot for you. I can have a safe slot for mm-hmm. me and Jeremy. So I get to play with all three of them, you know, and it'll be different experiences. Like you and I were up to board four. Um, I got up to board nine by myself and D. Um, I forgot what board we got up to, but it, like you said, it, it lets you bond with each person mm-hmm. individually. So that's pretty cool. I don't, I didn't want to get into this. That's why I've been kind of shying away from it. But without too many spoilers, like we said, we haven't really beaten the game. But without too many spoilers, how do you feel about the storyline? Like from the first stage to where we got up to, how do you feel? Is it a strong storyline? Is it a weak storyline? Could they have done better with the storyline after 10 no, years? Or I what? think it's very much streamlined, like 80s, early 90s action movie style, right? They're very simple storytelling. You know, you know um, mm-hmm. we're bringing the gang back together again. I want to reveal too much of the story, but that's mm-hmm. how it kind of sounds like right there. Relatively something that you guys have seen already, like, the, you know, a lot of these like lethal weapon movies or whatnot. So, like, 
Yeah, you see that. Actually. Very yeah. much so. And you know what? It's nothing bad. It's like, oh, you know, the son of the boss is trying to good. rekindle the band again. And the, the daughter of the heroes trying to mm-hmm. step up to be just like their dad. And it, 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 it does those central heartbeats of old TV shows and movies that are going to make you feel nostalgic. So I, I, I think that if you would have went too highbrow and tried to be too smart about it, it would have been poor storytelling. I think the simpler, the better with this. Oh. Um, you didn't need a John Wick style of storytelling or, or anything <laughs> of that nature. Hell, you just needed very much. I'm a good guy. You're a bad guy. We're going to punch each other. No, definitely. Definitely. I agree with you. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got sidetracked when you said highbrow. Cause that shit reminds me of um, borderlands. I'm just go off <laughs> fucking rant real quick. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a boss in Borderlands a pre sequel. Oh man, this shit has me laughing because he says something something. I'm gonna slam you with a butt slam. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I agree with you. It's very kind of Miami Vice, very retro eighties. Hey, we're out here in the streets trying to clean up the streets from this syndicate. Things of that we have seen it before. It's simple. It's not over the top, like you said, and I think it worked very good. We saw um, we have the daughter of Adam Hunter, which is Cherry. She's kind of cool because to me, she's kind of like that 2020 skates. You know, back then we had the little kid on the rollerblades with the backwards hat that everybody gravitated. She was my favorite. So, um, you know, she's kind of like the 2020 skates. She rocks out with a guitar. She's the one that's like extremely agile out of the four mm-hmm. that you get to play with in the beginning. Unlock Adam. She's pretty cool. The storyline, immediately I got drawn into it because it just, you know, I'm not going to spoil much, but the fact that it's the twins of Mr. X, like you said, trying to reclaim the streets and the syndicate and stuff like that, it's pretty fucking awesome. So it activated me really fast. I was like, okay, I'm sold. Let's go. And then the, the storytelling, you know, it has that that pixel, that pixel comic book style where you see one picture, then it turns around to the next picture. You see, so I, I was drawn. The storyline's pretty cool. Like I said, don't want to spoil too much about it, um, but it's a pretty decent storyline, and they captivated me from the beginning. So, um, like I said, I actually have a question for you, if you don't mind. No, good, bro. So, yeah, so this yeah. right here has kind of been boggling my mind since I've been playing this game. And I wanted to throw it to you because I know a game that I would love to see. But what game would you like to see kind of get the Streets of Rage treatment where it mixes that that old school vibe to new game mechanics as well to our graphics as well? Or at least um, I want to say polished graphics. Um, it could be a new game. It could be an old game. It could be a new franchise, old franchise. But what would you like to see get that treatment or a treatment like this? Wow, that's that's actually hmm, that's a good question because there are some side scrollers. Just keeping it strategically side scroller for me. Um, I don't want to say the final fight because final fight is really kind of the cliche answer because you know some people say final fight is the king of the side scroller beat em up streets of rage style type thingy. But I'll go really left field and it's one of my favorite games and I still throw it in my top ten. I would say uh, Super Mario Three. I would love to see like a Super Mario 3 or maybe a Yoshi's Island because I love fucking Yoshi's Island for Super Nintendo. That side scrolling, you know, even though those graphics were cool and cartoony and stuff like that, but I would like to see them, you know, 
and the new age okay. and stuff like that. You know, side scrolling specifically. So I would definitely love to see a Mario three in the Yoshi's Island. So mine's not really side scroller specific, but it's all, it's a game that I feel like mm-hmm. needs this right now to continue as a franchise. And I might get some heat for it. And I I don't care whatsoever, but no, I think uh, Street Fighter should go back to this game style. Ooh, yep, going really. back to you know just you know the the two D animation, um, you know going back mm-hmm. to basics on what made Street Fighter great and competitive the way it was, it, it would save the franchise for me because as much as people do love and they have a great love for Street Fighter Four, Ultra Turbo, whatever you want to put it on there, um, Street Fighter Five was much more of a letdown. Um, it introduced certain mechanics, yeah. but I think it was going too overboard. And of course, with the exclusivity of PlayStation only having it, kind of hurt it as well too. I think if you really want to go back to basics and brass tacks and grab some fight fans that you probably lost in the last couple of years, last ten years, while bringing some new fans back into retro gaming, capitalizing on the Streets of Rage Four, go back to like the same graphics you had with either. Um, I wouldn't say. Um, uh, Street Fighter 2, even though that would be nice to have a polished version of that, but maybe Street Fighter 3, um, Dirt Strike. Wait, when you say Street Fighter, oh, okay, you're not talking about Alpha, right? Oh, okay. You said uh, Dirt, Dirt Strike wouldn't actually be bad because Dirt Strike low key is one yep. of my favorite ones, so I get what you're saying. Um, I get I agree with you because I'm a Street Fighter fan and I have fell out of the franchise because now I feel that. Back then, it was a little bit more technical. You get what I'm saying? Back then, it was just where you really just couldn't jump in because you were going to get hit with the show you rap or <laughs> Hadouken or whatever. You know? No, it, or, or that ass because back then, if you play back then to now, back then, it was like more of a stalemate because you know if whoever fucks up is going to get hit with exactly. the first or something. Don't like that. So I agree with you. I would like to see that, you know, uh, but I think that's just the thing that goes with, you know, ages as time progressed because it's kind of like I'm not trying to say it's trying to compete with it or but marvel versus capcom s yeah. you get what i'm saying people are using that fast fighting style now that fast pace link them up combo type things and stuff of that nature but i'm um, definitely that's that's a cool one i would like to see that as well what about maximum Ooh. carnage <laughs> you know um, as much as I would love to get Maximum Carnage back in again, because I think that game's pretty epic, even though people people hate that game for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, Why? I guess maybe yeah. because the comic franchise wasn't that great uh, for Maximum Carnage, so they wanted to, like, hand-in-hand. Hand. There was also an X-Men game that wasn't the Children of the Atom. It was another X-Men game that was also that 2D animation as well, too. Um, hmm. I have to look it up. Was it was it the mutant of could, apocalypse? Could have been. It, it, I definitely know it was the one that had Nightcrawler in it, and you could you got to yeah. teleport with him on different uh, stages. So that was cool. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm like, sure you talking Little about. games like what that would be great as well, yeah. too. But then again, you have to have everybody back you up. And I think if you go back to those games, like let's say Children of the Atom or uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's so many hands in a cookie pot with those franchises that it's hard to say who's going to back it mm-hmm. up. Marvel's not going to back up that retro-style gaming because Disney probably wants to introduce their own version. You know what I mean? 
Same thing with Turtles. Yeah. You know, Nickelodeon, Viacom, they own the Turtle franchise, so they wouldn't probably boast about a retro game that they had nothing to do about or nothing to win over that besides a couple of bucks. They probably want to put out their own version of the Ninja Turtles games as well, too, side-scroller. So I can see why, like, those games didn't succeed or probably won't succeed if they come back again. This is why you have to have those original mm-hmm. developers with the same mindset, with the same creative vision, to just rekindle the flame and do continuations of our favorite games. Not remakes, just continuations. Mm-hmm. Speaking about continuations and retro games and standing the test of times, now that you say that, I want to ask you, this is obviously a continuation, but it's very retro. As, at times, I catch myself saying the remake of Streets mm-hmm. of Rage. You get what I'm saying? Because it feels very retro. Um, speaking of test of time, it's a continuation with time going by, where do you see Streets of Rage falling in, let's say, the trilogy of the original ones, the classic ones? Do you see it having its own place? Do you see it that it hurt the franchise? Do you see it that it possibly even revived the franchise maybe for Streets of Rage 5 down the line? Or if this is a one-and-done thing, like, how do you feel it will hold I up definitely feel we're going to get a trilogy. I think with the amount of mm-hmm. fan support that this game has right now and how successful it's been on both platforms, Xbox and PlayStation, um, I feel like nothing but good things are going to happen. And they're going to treat this as let's try to do a part two and let's finish off a part three or like let's get say a part nine and go from there. Though I think that yeah. this has the legs to do that. As long as you just keep it as simple as possible. I don't think Streets of Rage was ever hurt, in my opinion. I think that it was just something that mm. was part of our generation and it stuck with us because they never went further. Because they never went with the times, because they didn't try to go 3D on every element and change everything yeah. as much as possible, mess with the formula. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's like a little time capsule. It's like we saved it. And we dug it right back up. We were like, wow, I remember this. And now you're like, oh, wow. Like, I remember how great this was in the beginning. And it makes you fall in love with it again. And I'm not going to sound sappy right now, but the last thing that made me feel that way, and I'll catch flack for this as much as possible. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but um, two movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, made me fall in love with Star Wars all over again. It gave me everything that I loved about Star Wars. Uh, before the the new trilogy mm-hmm. came out, it gave me everything that I wanted about Star Wars because I'm not a fan of the the prequels whatsoever. It was just simple storytelling with with characters that are so endearing, they're not complicated that you can all understand, and it just made me fall in love all over again. And I'll say the same thing with um, the Force Awakens. It made me feel once again in love with a franchise that I've been kind of down about for a long time. And I'm not saying that I was ever down about Streets of Rage, but it just it reinvigorated my love for a franchise that I kind of left for a while. So, you know. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. Um, just sidetracking real quick. You know, obviously we're geeks, and it is May fourth. But um, you you said that you're not a fan of the prequels, so you're not a fan of the original trilogy. No, no, it's made a fourth, and I've been binging while working uh, with Star Wars in the background. Yeah. You know, started with Episode One, and I I'm a fan of Episode One. I yeah. say that, but from there on, it just it's really hard to watch certain things. I feel like this over it's overcomplicated. That's what it is. It's it, it, they they have too many hands in the cookie pot when it comes to the prequels. That I feel like the simple storytelling of the original trilogy was lost a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're talking about like Phantom Menace, Correct. things of that nature. We're not talking about no, Empire Strike no, Back I, and, you know, 
Okay. Oh, okay. I, I definitely okay. say this though, like um, I, I do have a special place for like the original trilogy, like uh, for 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 New Hope and Empire. Empire will always be my favorite, but. You know, mm-hmm. the brand new trilogy hasn't been that bad besides the Rise of Skywalker. I have my own feelings about that. Um, but everything else has been making me feel why, why I love Star Wars in the first place. Just the epic scale and the personal vibes yeah. I get with each character. I'm invested with those characters. And that's why I kind of feel about Streets of Rage to kind of tie it back together. I feel invested with every single character. When I play with Cherry, I have an investment with her character and what she's fighting for. The same thing with Axel and what so on and so forth. There's an investment with each and every character. And I, I think that's also missing. And look, you're getting character development without crazy CG animations mm-hmm. or long cut scenes and things of that nature or epic dialogue from every other person, every NPC character has something to say. No, it's very straightforward te- storytelling yeah. and you're invested to see how you could beat the game with each and every ser- single character and what their outcome is. No, definitely. I agree with you. And I'm not going to lie. I'm happy about the game. I'm happy about the characters cast. It's cool that we got, you know, like I said, Cherry daughter of adam she's kind of like this case 2020 really haven't gravitated to her though um but it's cool the character development i like the fact that you get retro characters and things like that so there's something for everybody there to sink their teeth into character wise and stuff like that even though we can't customize and things of that nature you know so but um i definitely definitely am enjoying the game and i'm not gonna lie man i'm probably gonna play this as soon as i hop off most likely as well so, like, <laughs> yeah and i just loved replay value because um it, it makes you it's challenging and it makes you want to go for that s rank you get what i'm saying because I, I find myself sitting here trying to get an s rank and i just fucking can't that's how you know it's pretty fucking crazy and it's a dope game and it's hard you know so it makes me want to get that s rank it makes me want to grind out and that's one thing that i missed as opposed to new age grinding out where it's just we know it's more of a microtransaction kind of effect you get what i'm saying so this is just plain simple grinding out you want to put your your three initials on that arcade type score thingy so i like it i enjoy it um but before we wrap this up Guys, definitely, um, I'm, I want to ask you a question, but just we're going to move off the Streets of Rage subject real quick. But um, it's a great game right now. I think when the PSN is for 22 bucks, I feel that the developers, whoever put it at that price, did us all a favor, especially with all the pandemic and crazy stuff going on, which I hope everybody's staying safe out there. So definitely pick it up. Do you, do you guys do yourself that favor? Um, great game. Cheesy question, but... How many stars would you give it out of five, bro? This game is it's a perfect game that I hope doesn't get lost in the space of time of all these new games trying to drop drop in June and July. I I really do hope that this is something that really holds near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, new and old fans. So Mm -hmm. uh, I can't see any real flaw with this game that would make me say it's not a five out of five. It gives you everything you want. You want retro, you got right. retro. You want something new, you got something new as well, too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. And anywhere else, in my opinion, wherever it gets anything under a five, I don't I don't know for what fucking reason it is, because this game all across the board should be a five, like you said. It's very retro. You get a good amount of characters. You get the grind. You get different features, boss rush, arcade, things like that. 
And it's just overall a great game. And honestly, right now, in my opinion, I'm going to probably get some heat, but in my opinion right now, if you're going to pick up anything, do yourself a favor and pick up Streets of Rage 4 because right now, to me, it's probably the best game out right now. And I'm playing a lot of games, but to me right now, Streets of Rage 4 is probably the best game out. So um, speaking about games coming out, speaking about the guest game coming out, one of the games I'm playing is Assassin's Creed. So I just want to get your opinions because I never asked you, you know, about three or four days ago, Assassin's Creed broke the internet with their reveal trailer for Valhalla. How do you feel? I know you like you like Assassin's Creed as me. I know you're a friend, uh, fan of the series and the franchise. How did you feel when you saw it? What were your reactions, especially having this whole North mythology? Um, not saying that's piggybacking, but it's a game that's easy for people to get into after God of War. You get what I'm saying? And you throw in that Assassin's Creed mix. What was your reaction when you first seen the trailer like so, three four days ago? Me as a fan, what they were doing as how how they're kind of getting away from certain things like uh, familiar timelines, like you know seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. How they're really going out there and kind of going a little bit more fantastical in certain approaches. I kind of saw this coming right out the bat, uh, especially with God of War. I will say that it kind of did piggyback. I'm not afraid to say that whatsoever because. Why wouldn't yeah. you? You know, you're having that Norse mythology. You're having it with with Thor in the Marvel movies. You're having it with God of War now, trying to introduce new mythology into the franchise. Why not do the Viking franchise for a game that dips and dives into um, history? Here's the thing, though. I'm mm -hmm. kind of getting scared now because now that they are going a little bit more fanatical on things. Where do you go after this? It's like, yeah. you're, what do you do? Like, um, Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. you know, Polynesian Express. Like, I don't know. Like, 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 <laughs> like where, where are we going? Like, right now, like, Imperial China, rock and roll. I'm down for that. But I feel like there should be a contingency plan to see how it can get back to basics before it gets a little too out there. Um, I am excited for it, though. Um, yeah. It's very interesting to see how they're going to handle the history of Vikings. You're going to get both sides. You're going to get your raids Definitely. and you're going to get your your pillaging as well too. But are we going, to be going into like the deep dark side of things? You know, the rape and pillaging of things, and are you going to be a, a separatist from that? Someone that's going to challenge the guard to not do that. That would be interesting right there to fight that guard mm -hmm. and fight a, like a civil war against Vikings. I don't know how this can go. I just hope that it doesn't shy away too much from the viking history from the norse uh his history as well too um i really hope it stays as grounded as possible i don't want them to go too hard into like thor coming out there and just striking a hammer on you like i don't want that uh, i want it to be as yeah. grounded as possible get me into that era rather than seeing zeus like here and there the, i want to see some scourge there with you the go Wait, brother I'm sorry. No, but I definitely I definitely agree with you. I want to see what kind of North mythology Vikings because we know Vikings, they were barbaric. What side are we gonna get? Or if we're gonna get a little bit of everything, you know. So um I know I was ecstatic for the trailer um when I seen it and especially that part where Odin was under the tree chilling and stuff like that. And he was like, Oh, it's with us. So and you know me, I love Assassin's Creed, just because of the fact that you get enveloped in that world with the settings and things of that nature. I just hope, I just really hope, I'm, I'm going to pick it up. Um, I just hope that they finally, this is the only pet peeve that I have with Assassin's Creed lately. I just hope they finally pick 
what they're going to do. Are you going to be a stealth action game or are you going to be an RPG open world? You know, or if you're going to find the night balance in between, because I feel that from the original Assassin's Creed to Odyssey, it's just developed into an open world RPG. Worlds are too big. I don't want to sit here and complain, say, oh, you know, some some fucking guy's probably marking out. Why are you complaining about more content in a bigger world? No. You know, it, it just comes with its flaws when you add a bigger world and things like that, more grinding. Obviously, it's just going to add microtransactions. So I would like to see a few things fixed within this game. Go back a little bit to that action stuff. And if you're going to keep it RPG open world, um, maybe, I don't know if you played Odyssey, but maybe tone down the conquest battles because I've been keeping up with the game. And obviously, we see we're going to get the conquest battles again. This time, make them more meaningful. Don't make them in every fucking landmark that you get to. What was a conquest battle? Because in Odyssey, it's just like a very repetitive thing, you know, and the rewards were kind of mediocre. So it's kind of like, why do I even want to do it? And at times, it feels pointless. Like no, I'm you're just doing you're, it for me. you're right, because wow. even in yeah. like, even in Origins, the side quests kind of feel mediocre mm-hmm. at best. Like, if you're there for the lore, if you're there to see certain things, you'll feel nostalgic or you'll yeah. get, grab your history book and be like oh this is pretty cool as well too um but it doesn't weigh anything on the actual story or there's no like actual reward mm-hmm. unlockable or something that really gets you hyped to actually finish that that mission or conquest right there i think the last game that made me kind of hype for side quests or just little easter eggs was black flag because i love pirate lore and to see things like Legal Jack or and Bonnie and things like that, um, it made me feel hyped because I'm like, damn, yeah. like this is shit that I'm actually into and whatnot. I'm pretty sure there are people that you know are into Greek mythology, into you know, you know, ancient Egypt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They see like an Anubis challenge, and it's pretty cool. But I feel like it doesn't give you anything more. No. Like you need something that like just just to make you feel like you accomplished something, and not just a challenge, just to have a challenge. Yeah, don't. One of my biggest pet peeves with Odyssey is the fact that, once again, these microtransactions, bro, fuck everything up. Because in Odyssey, you it forces you to do a pointless grinding just to level up your character. Because if not, you'll be severely undergeared. Right. And it's just very rhetorical. So I hope they fix those things with this one. But to piggyback off of you, um. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I hope this is not that kind of scraping of the ceiling. And after this, we don't know where to go. You get what I'm saying? Because we've seen Italy. We've seen, uh, like you said, Egypt. Even in those um, PSN type games, we've seen China, India, Russia. If I'm not mistaken, we've seen one. So it's kind of like, okay, this is really about it. And I just hope it's not, you know, the ceiling for them. So it's definitely, like you said, they definitely need a contingency plan or you better pull out a fucking time frame. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like if oh. I get like next year, ancient Sumeria and shit like that, I'm like, all right, just scratch it at the battle of the barrel right now. Like <laughs> you need to like chill out a bit. Like, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm, I've been saying this for a while now and I know people will probably get pissed off about it. You probably wouldn't like it either. But I would straight up do actual period pieces now, like get more into the, like the current timelines, you know, even maybe not even current, like going to the 1970s, 
boom, and just inhabit somebody's body body right there as a secret agent for a CIA. You know, eighties, you know, covert, um, like um like a Russian spy or um or something of that nature, double agent. You know, even now, just in the age of technology, how people could put masks on, look at like look or facial reconstruction and shit like that. Something different that's like right now that could maybe boost the franchise into like a new generation for Assassin's Creed. Maybe the assassin doesn't have to be somebody with a hoodie anymore. It's anybody in the world. You just have to see who it is. I don't know. Maybe I'll I actually like that. that. I'm thinking about it right now. Like, and I actually like that because we saw that kind of touched in Syndicate, where we saw them go to like World War One or two. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I forgot which one it was, but it was very more modernish. So I actually like that idea, and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually roll with that. Like, I could just picture something like you said, '80s or something. Kind of like they're doing Syndicate where you're chasing Jack the Ripper. Hey, make something with Son of Sam. You get what I'm saying? Something like that crazy. So I, I don't know. I'm all for that. That's a fucking great idea. I didn't look at it like that, bro. So I definitely would get behind that. You were going to add something? You know, just something to go. F- yeah, just something to go forward. Because I feel like when you go to the past way too much, there's only so yeah. much you can go for. And you kind of scratch the surface a little bit too much there. But if you really want to get back to the nitty gritty of what made Assassin's Creed so... Um, alluring it was these people doing essentially time travel in the way well let's get back to current times and let's use that technology for this day and age and who's the actual terrorist who's the mm-hmm. templar of the of the year 2020 mm-hmm. I, I get yeah. i think that's even more interesting and intriguing than looking at like a, a priest or a prophet mm-hmm. and whatnot it's actually someone right here your president you know your 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 congressman your something of that nature like taking down actual terrorists right now as we speak i think that could be fucking. oh no that phenomenal. would be great add a little like you know we'll have like some little watchdog aspects to it just very techy assassin creed-ish you know and obviously they have the, the tech mm-hmm. because you look at the enemies that's very fucking out of this world tech so but um yeah speaking about Valhalla, it looks great i can't wait for it it comes out holiday 2020 so i will be picking it up um, and I just hope they get those things fixed. But besides that, it looks like a good game, man. And I'm gonna keep up on it. We've seen actual footage of the game, picture-wise, and it looks phenomenal. Great lighting, lush environment. I'm a sucker for that, so I'm all in. So definitely, definitely, um, I'm looking forward to it, bro. And I'm glad that I got your opinions because I never asked you. I know we posted it up on the Pop Culture Fanatics page, and I never got your opinion on it. So and actually, uh. Well, one of our boys that jumps on here as well, Jake, his boy posted up a reaction as well. So you guys can check that out as well on his YouTube, you know. So I don't know, man. Big things for this game. I'm actually looking for Cyberpunk 20, uh, Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077, which I would try. Did you see that Xbox? Um, yep, I saw it. Uh, it looks pretty damn good right now. If, if anything, I, I think I'm slowly changing what? my mind, man. So Unless Sony does something ballsy this summer. And gives us something that we can at least sink our teeth into because they have given us shit still, man. And uh, that's scaring me. If Sony doesn't give me anything new right now, I might just jump on Xbox and get that new, um, the new, the new one. Like I, I it, it's calling me right now. It's giving me everything that to me to feel hyped about a new system. Yeah. It's no, I right agree with you. Right and now. just uh, um, before I add to that, um, that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven bundles, guys. If you haven't seen it. Definitely check it out, but I'm sure you guys have checked it out. But if you haven't checked it out, do yourself a favor. Um, they said pre-orders are going to start soon, but 
it's one of those things where you just have to stay on top of it because you're only going to make 45,000 and that's the last Xbox one. Um, and bundle like that is the last one. And it also has, um, a fluorescent glow in the dark graffiti in the front, things of that nature. It looks fucking phenomenal, bro. I'll shut up, take my money. I'll give my fucking left nut for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like it's, and just with the reveal that uh, yeah. Fable uh, Four might be a, a launch game right no. there. That, like I said, I, I, I agree right with you. Sorry for right cutting now. you off. I agree with you, and I think this time around, like I've told you in the past, Xbox is doing it right. They're revealing. They're giving us stuff. They're going to reveal um, uh, gameplay uh, for the new Xbox series. They're going to reveal gameplay in the upcoming weeks if it doesn't get delayed, of course what's going on so they're doing it right you're hyping me up for a next-gen system and i'll be honest i've said it to some of our other friends i think this time around i will be picking up the xbox first because totally not doing it for me yeah so let, let me let me throw this at you we have a couple of months left yeah. um you know reasonably six more months left to make mm-hmm. your decision on what you're gonna buy what does sony really have to do to spark your attention to say shut up and take my money first? you have to show me something bro you're keeping me you're keeping everything a secret and it's like you said in past uh podcast i think you don't got your shit ready you know i feel like you're a college student scrambling for your presentation or for your powerpoint presentation or whatever it is you're scrambling we got um people doing concept designs online and you haven't even dropped Nothing, bro. Not even a fucking leak has came out. Nothing, nothing. But and you got players out there doing concept designs of guessing what it might look like, you know? And then you make this whole video of the road to the PS5. All you talk about is specs and the hard drives. You're going to go SSD. You haven't given me nothing. Not Just a controller. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give me more than a controller to fucking sell me on the system. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely mm-hmm. be more... And, and I think it's a slap in the face of the fans how fucking loyal we've been how loyal i've been to playstation since my father buying me the first great one to me buying the four you know i've been fucking loyal i used to call xbox my litter box you get what i'm saying as i've gotten older and smarter and have been looking xbox does everything right and that's why it's you know turning me to the to the microsoft side and right now this is the most competitive systems on the market xbox uh playstation it's kind of like iPhone, Samsung. You get what I'm saying? So what are you doing, bro? Unless you're going to have this fucking great epic reveal where people are going to be like, okay, I see why you held out for so long, but I just don't see it. And then I'm kind of afraid that all this silent, all this secrecy, you're going to fall short. You get what I'm saying? So that's what they have to do for, for them to be shut up, take my money, drop something already, bro. Holidays, well, uh, I don't even see a calendar. Holidays are around the fucking corner. Time goes by fast. You haven't even revealed nothing, bro. So, I and I and I apologize for the rant, but I am uh, Xbox is swindling me more to their side. I'm not gonna lie. So, I don't know what would they have to do for you to be like, okay, I'm gonna dump the Xbox and I'm gonna pick up the PS5 first. Nothing right now, man. Like, um, nothing that the PlayStation could do can really wow me to say no. we're we're different. And I think. Every if, if we're waiting this long so far for some kind of reveal for specs for um, anything they could do inside outside the console, you know, yeah. accessibility and things of that nature. If you're oh, waiting this mm-hmm. long already, and it's May, and you're launching in supposedly November, nothing you can do right now. Because I I guarantee you, if you give me something, 
I guarantee well, yeah. Xbox is doing it as well too. Uh, and in my head, I'm just looking at myself right now and saying, what can they do to do something completely different? And I just don't see it right now. The Xbox right now is, has better integration for different things. You know, yes, they're doing um, uh, this as well too, but they're also, you know, working with the cloud. Mm-hmm. They're working with Microsoft as well too to work on their tablets and their computers and their softwares to be better integrated. It's more of an entertainment system. The games are going to be uh, flowing a little bit easier and better. Um, just... Um, more backwards compatibility for certain games as well too i mean everything that they're doing right now yeah. is the the right thing to do and then they're giving you fan service for games that they know they probably fucked up in the past um like i said like a, a halo or let's say like a a um, um a fable and whatnot those games right there that are iconic to the xbox they're doing fan service right there and saying yes we're gonna wait for the next generation to, to, mm-hmm. to drop these games right there. And what disappoints me the most right now, and I'll say this, this in my rant right here is once again, they're going forward with the last of us dropping it in uh, June now. Yep. And uh, this is a, a, exactly. This is a, what's a smart mm-hmm. fucking marketing right now. Just hold it off yep. into the PS five, bro. Like you had every opportunity right now to do it. Yes. There was a fucking leak, but guess what? People are going to buy it regardless, dude. Like, <laughs> Like, you're just fucking catering to fucking people that are going to drop you like flies because you're not doing anything right now. It just It's very frustrating because you want them to su- succeed, but, like, they're not giving me anything. No exclusivity game, no exclusive games, no no hope for the future, no specs that are different from the Xbox. Hell, the Switch mm-hmm. is totally different from both these systems, and there's mm-hmm. no outcast. I agree with you, man. Right I agree now. with you. And that's supposedly, quote-unquote, the kitty system. You know what I'm saying? The Switch, what? kitty system and you're out doing playstation right now and i agree that's why i'm gravitating more to xbox because xbox is doing everything that i enjoyed growing up as a teenager where it was like hey i can't wait for this new system to come out oh my god you're giving me this oh my you know it was just like checking a game informer and scrolling and seeing a nintendo 64 with zelda you know 64 and things like that it's like oh okay i'm gushing over this you know they did that with fable Sony is just getting really, really, really money hungry, in my opinion, which I was going to tell you about that. I read another article. You're just getting money hungry, though. That's what it is. They're getting money hungry. They're going to drop Last of Us for the PS4. Then they're going to make you go buy it for the PS5. Oh, whatever it is. You know, they'll make a bundle for it. Bam. Disrespect. Slap in the face. You say you're going to be backwards compatible only for half of the library for PlayStation. So what are you telling me about the other half? What are you telling me about PS3? What are you telling me about PS2? Like you said, you want it to be full compatible. Now you're saying you can't be full compatible, so you're going to give us a little bit of the PS4 library. So wait, I know where this is going. This is going to another PS Plus membership where I got to pay fucking $10 a month to play games that I already own. And, and not even that, bro. All right, yes. Yeah. You're looking at this too. What uh, what exclusive game is going to make you go to the PS4 5 right now? Like what? Am I going to see another Uncharted game? I think people are fucking done with that series. Am I going to see another God of War yeah. game? People are kind of having their way about God of War. They weren't sure if they liked the, the, the reimagining or not. That's really about fucking no, it. No. Like, you don't have Final Fantasy as an exclusive game anymore. And, you yeah. know, you don't have certain games. Like, what, what was the other game that... Uh, Killzone, right? No, no, oh. It was Killzone? Killzone. Yeah. Killzone. Killzone. You're not doing anything for Killzone right now. That was one of your most popular franchises for PS3. Look how trash they did it for four. Four for the PlayStation 4, Killzone, Shadow Falls, or whatever it is. 
bro, it's non-existent. Killzone is one of my favorite shooters of all times. PS, PS3, I, I clocked in over 600 hours in that game, bro. Fuck it. So it, it, it's, it's a really slap in the face, man. And also, for me, for a person that likes to be different, cosmetic-wise, you're giving me the options of making my own remote, tweaking out my shit, being exclusive, being different. Bro, Xbox is where it's at. And I'll say once again, I believe I'm going to pick up the Xbox uh, X1 series, whatever it is first. So very, very disrespectful for Sony. And I apologize, people who went off on a ramp, but it happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you'll get that. But um, definitely, man. So let's just wrap this up here before we could just we could just keep ranting all night. You know, I'm over here scratching like Dave Chappelle. You got any more of those plugs, Val? Hit me mm. up. <laughs> what are your plugs? Uh, they can find the latest episode of Pop Culture Fanatics on all podcast stations right there. I just did a review of Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. Mm-hmm. So please check that out as well, too. That podcast, like I said, it's on every podcast network. And, of course, if you want to catch the fan page, it's on Facebook by the same name. And, of course, on Instagram and Twitter, the same name, Pop Culture Fanatics. You can find me and Jay over here ranting about comic books and movies and things of that sort. Um, they can find me with you on the EWA podcast, Elite Wrestling Audio, where we talk about all wrestling. The latest episode has been up as well, too, as of this morning, mm. and you can find that on all yeah. podcast networks as well, too. Rate, review, and subscribe. They also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page by the same name. And, of course, the Kimura Chronicles, which we're going to be doing this week. Um, Catherine, the next, uh, the latest UFC card is happening this Saturday. Um, from Florida! I'm excited about that! <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm excited as well. The land of debauchery, <laughs> but I'm excited, bro. We we get finally getting some MMA, bro. I feel like a fiend, man. I need my MMA. So we're going to dust off the gloves, and we're going to be talking about some MMA this week as well. So you can find that on most of the podcast stations right now, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And um, if you want to talk to me about any fucking shit whatsoever, um, Uncanny underscore V at Twitter, Val Cisco on Instagram, and um, yeah, just link me up. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, guys, you can catch me on everything that he said. Those are the same plugs for me. You can find us here, Last Wish Gaming. Me and Val always doing our thing. Obviously, ranting as well. You guys just heard it firsthand. Um, also, Last Wish Gaming has a Instagram page, so hit me up there, interact, uh, rate, subscribe, leave some feedback, let us know how we're doing. If we're terrible, if we're just some ranters, if you want to rage. Hey, any noise is good noise. But if you want to hit, if you want to hit me up personally and chat with me and leave me a nice little DM, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, let me stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to, bro. I'm sorry, but yeah, nah. That as if y'all just want to talk about whatever it is. My personal page is underscore J Rance. That's on Instagram, and my Twitter is LibraFields underscore. So those are all my plugs. Just wraps up this podcast. It was great, Val. I had a great time. I hope everybody had a great time listening to it. Is there anything else you want to add, Playboy? Mm, I have more rants about PlayStation right now and their apps, bro. They they, they don't have Shudder as an app. They don't have the DC Universe app. It's like they're some fucking Skull and Bowls secret fucking society right now where they can't integrate with different fucking applications. It drives me crazy. No, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And I just think it's the fact that PlayStation has gotten money hungry and they got comfortable a little bit. I feel that they're not hungry as they were because we saw one as because at one point xbox was the council of america you get what i'm saying it was the council everybody had an xbox 
around Xbox 360. You know what I'm saying? That's when Xbox was doing their thing. PS3 didn't deliver to some people. PS3 is my favorite system, but it didn't deliver to some people. So then after that, we saw them up their shit, blah, blah, blah. Then they finally got over the hunt, over the hill. Okay, we're better than Xbox now. We're selling more units. We're the top system right now. Um, even though Switch, I think, outsold both of them not too long ago. But, you know, Xbox-wise and PlayStation-wise, I think they just got real comfortable, started getting real money-hungry. And at the end of the day, it's just like, bro, you have to stay hungry. You just can't be here money-hungry. And Xbox is doing things that it still captivates people. Like you said, doesn't have certain apps. It's your – one thing that I enjoyed about it, it's your one go-to everything. When I, had picked up, uh, when I picked up the one for the first time, I was like, yo, I had everything here. I didn't even need a cable box. You get what I'm exactly. saying? Like everything I ran my I ran my TV through here. You get what I'm saying? So Sony, which is the leader of TVs and electronics or whatever, why are you not doing that? You know? So I just ge- genuinely feel they're money hungry, bro. And they've gotten a little greedy and they have fell off a little bit on the hungry side. And since they know that they got people, all right, fuck it. W- whatever we do, whenever we reveal the PS5. People are going to go crazy regardless because the concept design that came out, it's not even an actual legit design for the PS5. This is just people throwing out their concept designs. The last one came out and the internet is buzzing over it, is gushing over it. And this is just a concept design, but it just goes hand in hand with what I'm saying that whatever they throw out, people are going to yep. buzz over it. You get what I'm saying? And they're just going to go crazy and shut up, take Agreed. our money. And I, I don't know, man. And yeah, we could just rant about this all fucking day. And maybe that's another another subject for another podcast. But once again, I will say it. Maybe me and you, you and I, look at that, said it wrong. You and I, maybe we will be on the Xbox playing 2020 holidays, bro. Because I think I'm going to pick it up first, bro. Honestly. Yeah, Sony's not doing My app as well, too, brother. <laughs> but this has been like an excellent podcast. Thank you so much for having me over. <sighs> Yes, sir. As always, player, you have a good night. Take care, and everybody out there as well. Stay safe. Later, man. man.